A shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. Hello, this is Father Thomas, and welcome to the Sprouting Stump podcast series, where we reflect on the readings that come to us from the Mass each day. When we take a little time to let the Spirit come upon us, a bud shall indeed blossom in our hearts, so we might be renewed in spirit and strengthened in faith, as we take this time together to enter into that beautiful word that comes to us from God. In his homily for the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Father explains how we prepare ourselves for the wedding garment of Christ. Last week, as you were aware, that I was on retreat with the, the priest of the diocese. And the purpose of every retreat for the priest every year is mandatory, is to kind of get renewed spiritually to help us in our ministry. The time to get away from our regular duties, we get a little bit refreshed and experience a little bit of peace. However, during this time, I was struggling with finding that refreshment and peace because of what's going on in the world today. I was reading through some of the articles and listening to some of the newscasts about what's happening with the war between Hamas and Israel. As I read these descriptions and hear what people are saying about the violence, the horrors, the atrocities being done by the terrorists towards the innocent civilians of Israel, it's enough to break your heart multiple times over. What was equally troubling, though, was the response of many of the people, even within our country, to these events. It was sad to hear that there's thousands upon thousands of people who seek to justify what's happening. Somehow, they don't seem to have a problem with the atrocities being committed. Another thing that actually troubled me the most was the response of some people who were condemning this behavior, who were calling out these atrocities and evil for what it is. You might be thinking, why, as I, a Catholic priest, finding it so troubling that people would actually condemn these atrocities? Because these people that were making the condemnations, these politicians, these entertainers, these business leaders, these lay people, these very ones who are talking about the horrors taking place, the killing of innocents, the murdering of babies. Just a week ago, we'd speak about how glorious it is that we would have a law that allows you to murder babies and to kill them. The same people who are talking about the horrors of babies having their heads cut off by these terrorists themselves rejoice when we have the right to crush a baby's skull in the womb. The same ones who are talking about how terrible it is these people could actually do something so vile as to torture and kill a baby are the same ones who celebrate the right to throw a baby in the garbage can who survived an abortion. 
It is troubling because they cannot see for the darkness that they're pointing out, which is real, exists in their own heart. It is heartbreaking because these very people who are speaking about the vile and evil events across the world refuse to acknowledge the vile and evil events that they accept in their own lives. So many people here within our country are so willing to talk about the evils taking place there and refusing to acknowledge the evils that are taking place here. In fact, many of those who are condemning them are really no different than the ones that are condemning them. Both sides seek to justify the evil that they do and claiming it to be good. Both sides say they have a right to commit evil acts because they've been wronged in some way. Both sides refuse to acknowledge that they themselves are walking in the very darkness that they're criticizing. And one of the saddest truths of those who are condemning things across the world are many of them claim to follow Christ. And yet they're willing to speak in joy of evils that Christ himself finds so horrible. And it is this sad reality that Jesus himself most condemns more than even the sin. And we know that from the parable today that we hear in the gospel. A book of the parable speaking about a king who invites special people to that wedding feast of his son refers to the nation of Israel being invited to share the special relationship with the Son of God. And many Israelites rejected that invitation. They turned away from Christ. And many chose to kill him. So it speaks about the king inviting everybody to the wedding feast. For God's kingdom is being opened up to all people. He says the good and the bad. The Gentiles will be invited to be a part of those chosen people. But it's that final part of the gospel that should really touch our hearts the most, and should really be one that gives us a little pause. He speaks about the one who comes to the wedding feast and does not have the wedding garment. He's cast out. Because that part of the parable is about us. See, that wedding garment is one that we've been all given through our baptism. The church speaks of this in the catechism, which says, through our baptism, we trade in our lowly garments to the garments of Christ. There's only one other place in all of Scripture where they make reference to garments in Isaiah 61, it's what Jesus is referring to, where God promises his people, I will give you a garment of salvation and clothe you with a robe of justice. And we may just understand what this garment really means then, to be clothed with Christ. So it's about not only believing in the faith, it's not only about adhering to what we accept as true, it's living the faith as Christ lived it. 
It's not only believing in Jesus and knowing that He's our salvation, but it's imitating Jesus in the path to salvation. It's recognizing that only through Christ can we be saved, but only by following Christ and His example can we ever achieve the kingdom of God. And people fail to realize that their sin opens the door to sin throughout the world. People fail to understand that sin begets sin. And all these people who are claiming the horrors across the world themselves have opened the door to that horror by the evils they themselves have accepted and committed. We've been clothed with the garment of Christ. It is a pure garment that represents love, compassion, understanding, generosity, forgiveness, mercy, courage, truth, beauty, all the virtues, all the gifts of the Spirit. That's what we've been given in that garment of Christ. It's a garment that we are called to hold on to and leave unstained all of our life. We so often don't. We're allowed to be stained with our sin and our selfishness. And we think it's only a small stain. It's only a little smudge. Failing to recognize that as God's chosen people of which we are, and I will remind you of this time and time again, we are God's chosen ones, called to be better than the world, greater than the world, different than the world. And we close our hearts to that love, we close that love off to the rest of the world. Our sin becomes their sin. Our hatred becomes their hatred. Our laziness becomes their laziness. Our selfishness becomes their selfishness. Our greed, our lust, our vanity. All those evils we hold on to, no matter how small, become the evils that the world grabs onto. Because through us, grace flows into the world. We close off that grace because of our sin, sin abounds. We weren't given that beautiful garment of purity and goodness and love to show off, but to live. To help the world to see what it truly means to be a people of goodness. To help them to recognize that they're walking in darkness. garment that was a gift that we didn't deserve, given to the good and bad alike, a pure gift of grace from God that we've been entitled to wear. But how are we wearing it? We can't sit and point the fingers at these people across the world who are doing these horrible acts and refuse to recognize the horror of our own sin. We can't sit and condemn the world of the evils they're doing when we don't acknowledge the evil that exists within our hearts. We can't speak of somebody else's hate, prejudice, selfishness, disregard for others when we ourselves are clinging to those very things. And we can't sit and make some lazy excuse or lame excuse and say, well, my sins are small compared to theirs. Your grace is great compared to theirs. They walk in ignorance. We walk in the light. They have an excuse 
We do not. And this is why Jesus was so upset at the one who refused to wear that wedding garment, who refused to put himself on that clothing of his love. Because of the gift that he refused to wear. And we refuse to wear that wedding garment properly. It diminishes God. It diminishes his kingdom. It diminishes his church. It diminishes the world. When we go forth from here, we have to realize that we have a special responsibility to be something more to the world. Not just point out evil, but to fight against it. But it starts in our own hearts. We can't guide others to love and goodness if we're not walking the path of love and goodness. When we gossip, make fun of others, we become selfish and uncharitable, we become lazy, we think only about ourselves, we disregard others, we look down upon others, we do all these little things that we seem to think are not that big of a deal, we simply open the door to sin entering the world in a greater way. Every sin we commit brings about sin. Every denial of love prevents love. How can we look at them and talk about the horror and not look at our hearts and admit the horror? We have to be better, or else the horrors continue. We have to wear our garments in a way that honors Christ, is worthy of his wedding banquet. We have to live in a way that shines that goodness, especially when nobody's treating us that way. I will say it over and over and over. As the chosen ones of God, when we don't live in that light of Christ, neither will the rest of the world. Until we follow that path and keep our garment as pure as possible, the rest of the world will continue to wear a garment of ugliness and think it's worthy to be worn. We've been given all graces that God can give. All mercy that God can extend. We've been given God himself. There's nothing more that he can offer to us that we haven't gotten. Let us be properly chosen people and wear that garment as Christ's word in goodness and love and sacrifice. God gave up everything so we can have the garment. I think we should give up everything to wear it. <laughs>